Hello, this is Sheikh Ibrahim Ansari, and this is a podcast about Sufi teachings. Today, we're going to be doing some Nasruddin stories. Your job is to decode them to figure out what spiritual information is being communicated. Our first story is Never Miss a Bargain. Nasruddin had so much against his donkey that the obvious thing was to sell it and get another one. So he went to the marketplace, found the auctioneer, and gave him the donkey to sell. When the animal came up for sale, the mullah was standing by. On the next lot, shouted the auctioneer, is this superb, unequaled, wonderful donkey. Who will start the bidding at five gold pieces? Only five for a donkey? Nasruddin was impressed, so he started the bidding. As the price mounted higher and higher, with the auctioneer singing the praises of the donkey at every bid, Nasruddin became more and more anxious to buy. The bidding finally settled down to a duel between the mullah and a farmer. At 40 gold pieces, it was knocked down to Nasruddin. He paid the auctioneer his commission of one-third, took his share of the money as the seller, then he took possession of the donkey as the buyer. The donkey was worth perhaps 20 gold pieces, so he was out of pocket, but he had bought a donkey of whose merits, as he now realized, he had been ignorant until they had been so glowingly portrayed by the town auctioneer. I never miss a bargain, said Nasruddin to himself as he walked home with his prize. Obligation The mullah nearly fell into a pool. A man whom he knew slightly was near and saved him. And every time he met Nasruddin after that, he would remind him of the service which he had performed. When this had happened several times, Nasruddin took him to the water, jumped in, stood with his head just above water and shouted, Now I am as wet as I would have been if you had not saved me. Now leave me alone. Facts are facts. When the mullah was made a qadi, that's a magistrate, he was faced with a difficult problem. In an assault case, the plaintiff said that the defendant had bitten his ear. The defense was that the plaintiff had bitten it himself. Uh, This is clear conflict of evidence, because there are no witnesses, said the mullah. There is only one way to decide this. I therefore adjourned the court for half an hour. He went into a room attached to the courthouse and spent the time trying to bite his own ear. Every time he tried, he lost his balance and fell over, bruising his head. When the court reassembled, the mullah said, Examine the head of the plaintiff. If it is bruised, he bit his own ear, and I find for the defendant. If... On the other hand, there is no bruise, 
the other man bitches here, and that is assault. The Chickens Hardly anyone could understand Nasruddin, because sometimes he snatched victory from defeat. Sometimes things seemed to go astray because of his blundering. But there was a rumor that he was living on a different plane from ours. And one day, a young man decided to watch him to see how he managed to survive it all and whether anything could be learned from him. He followed Nasruddin to a riverbank and saw him sit down under a tree. The mullah suddenly stretched out his hand and a cake appeared in which he ate it. He did this three times. Then he put his hand out again, picked up a goblet, and drank deeply. The youth, unable to contain himself, rushed up to Nasruddin and caught hold of him. Tell me, how, how do you do these wonderful things? And I will do anything you ask, he said. I will do that, said Nasruddin. But first, you have to get into the right state of mind. Then time and space have no meaning, and you can be reaching out to the Sultan's Chamberlain to hand you sweetmeats. There's only one proviso. I accept it, shouted the young man. You will have to follow my way. Tell me about it. I can tell you one thing at a time. Do you want the easy exercise or the difficult one? I'll take the difficult one. Ah, yes, that is your first mistake. You have to start with the easy one, but now you cannot, for you have chosen. The difficult one is this. Make a hole in your fence so that your chickens can get into your neighbor's garden to peck. Large enough for that, but it must also be so small that your neighbor's chickens cannot get into your own garden to feed themselves. And the young man was never able to work this one out, and so he never became a disciple of Nasruddin. But when he told people about what Nasruddin could do, they thought he was mad. Ah, that is a good start, said Nasruddin. One day you will find a teacher. Take no chances. A theologian was ill. He had heard that Nasruddin was a mystic, and in his semi-delirium, convinced himself that there might be something in all this after all. So he sent for the mullah. Prescribe a prayer which can ease me into the other world, mullah, he said. For you have a reputation of being in communication with another dimension. Delighted, said Nasruddin. Here you are. God help me. Devil help me. Forgetting his infirmity, the divine sat bolt upright, scandalized. Mullah, you must be insane. Not at all, my dear fellow, 
A man in your position cannot afford to take chances. When he sees two alternatives, he should try to provide for either of them working out. What is it all for? Nasruddin lay under a mulberry tree one hot summer's day, looking at some enormous watermelons which grew nearby. His mind turned to higher things. How is it, he wondered, that an immense, impressive tree like this mulberry brings forth such puny little fruits? Look at the miserable weakling creeper which produces such huge and delicious melons. As he was pondering the paradox, a mulberry fell and landed on his shaven head. Ah, I see, said Nazarjan. That is the reason, is it? I should have thought of that before. How foolish can a man be? The mullah was found pouring wheat from the jars of his neighbors into his own at the communal wheat store. He was taken before the judge. I am a fool. I don't know their wheat from mine, he stated. Then why did you not pour any wheat from your own jars into theirs, demanded the judge. Ah, but I know my wheat from theirs. I'm not such a fool as that. Assalamu alaikum, Marids, seekers, curious, and interested listeners. We appreciate you and are happy to share our Sufi message. Your donation will help support our Sufi Center in Sydney, where we do zikr, sobat, spiritual counseling, and healing services. We believe the message should be free, but it costs equipment, rental, services, software, and hardware to get this to you. So thank you for choosing our podcast among all the millions available. If you go to our website, ansarisufiorder.org, you will be able to donate through PayPal whatever you think this information is worth to you. Blessings and love, the Australian Ansari Sufi Order.